It's week 13. The Jaguars face the Detroit Lions at Ford Field in downtown Detroit. And Detroit Lions reporter Danny Rogers is with us to tell us all about the four and seven Lions. It's a battle of four and seven teams. And Danny, this is like looking in the mirror almost, right? I mean, both these teams really need this game. Yeah, you nailed it. It hit the nail on the head. And Coach Campbell said that earlier this week that these two teams are mirror images of each other. You've got two teams that are young and hungry. Jacksonville, you guys, of course, getting that big win over Baltimore. And then Detroit going three and one in their last four games. So both teams are kind of on the uptick. It's just for the Lions, they're coming off a loss to the Bills. It was a really close loss, only by three points. So it's now can the Detroit Lions bounce back and get, continue on their their nice little uptick into the season. Let's start with the coaching there. You mentioned Dan Campbell and what he brings in terms of mentality to that team. He's got a toughness, a gruffness, a, a kind of a rough edge about him, but it seems like the team takes to him. They sure do. You will hear all of these players just say amazing things about coach Campbell and the staff who a majority of them are former players so you know they're kind of operating on the same wavelengths coaches can relate to the players for coach Campbell he brings an aggressive mindset to this team a physical mindset and that's exactly what these players need that's how you need to play when you're not very experienced um both of these teams Jacksonville and Detroit are both very on the younger side of the spectrum here for NFL teams. So Detroit, especially on the defensive side, like you have to play so physical, so aggressive um, when you don't have a ton of experience. You have to be able to play fast and, and play in a simplified system, which is what they're doing. So Coach Campbell, um, I love him. I think he's a great coach. Uh, I think there's no better leader right now to lead this franchise. Um, and I'm glad it's him. He, he deserves all the praise that he can get. Elevating Ben Johnson to offensive coordinator who has – um, produce one of the most explosive offenses in the league. So um, he brings out aggressive mindset. Yeah, and the players, they freaking love it. Danny Rogers with us, Lions reporter, and staying on the coaching uh, conversation here. Of course, Jared Goff's playing pretty well the last month or so, four or five games. How much has Mark Brunel had to do with Goff finding his way, at least early in his time in Detroit? And now, we know Mark pretty well around here, obviously. So how's he been to deal with and in, in, in that kind of a, a world where he's the quarterback's coach. How does Goff take to him? Coach Brunel, what sticks out to me, just listening to his his press conference, is he's very transparent. He's, he keeps it 100 with you. Um, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. But what I love the most about that quarterback coach and quarterback relationship is how loyal they are to each other. And you can tell. I mean, coach Brunel knows how good of a quarterback Jared Goff can be and how good he's been playing for the Detroit Lions. I mean, he went to a Super Bowl. We don't want people to forget Jared Goff played in the Super Bowl and Coach Brunel doesn't want you to forget that either. He has all the trust in the world that Jared can perform in very critical situations and he's very real in the things that Jared needs to get better. Sometimes his pocket presence, um, knowing when to stay in and when to get out. So you also have Ben Johnson backing up Jared Goff as well, saying, I believe that he can make all the critical throws in the world when we need to have them. Um, so what I love the most is just the loyalty there. You can tell that year two in a system is all of the help in the world here. And that's what they're in. They're in year two. Everyone's acclimated to each other. They trust each other. They're loyal. Um, Coach Brunel can get a little feisty. He's the one. No one talking about drafting a quarterback with Jared Goff 
as his QB one right now. And I love that. I love that he took, he told it to the media straight. So look, we're not talking about that right now because I believe my quarterback. So I, I assume there's somewhat of a bromance there with Brunel and Jared. I love watching this. This Lions offense uh, can pound the football. They run it. Uh, it's the best rushing attack in Detroit since, what, 98 when Barry Sanders was in the backfield. But this is more than just one man. I mean, this is multiple running backs, big physical offensive line. Oh, and a fullback, too. Those are pretty rare in the NFL. And this is old-fashioned lineup and, and run-at-you football, feels like. Yeah, it is. I mean, the secret sauce to this Detroit Lions offense has and, and it will be under head coach Dan Campbell to run the ball. That's what he said day one when he got here. We're going to be physical, aggressive, run the ball down your throat type team. They are finally living up to that identity this year. Um, I don't believe they've rushed below 80 yards in a game, um, which is pretty hard to come by. And you're doing that without your running back number one, DeAndre Swift, for most of this season. He's had shoulder injuries, ankle injuries that have been nagging at him. So Wentz in comes sixth-year Jamal Williams, who Detroit Lions picked up a year ago from Green Bay. Uh, who has been carrying the load. He's been crushing it. But you can also ask second-year receiver Amon Ross St. Brown to come up there and step up in the run game as well. I think he had 50 yards in one game on the ground, which is insane. So, yeah, it's it's a, a really good combination of a team effort, depth at that running back position. Do Staley off, obviously does an awesome job with those running backs. I love watching them in practice. They're the one group that kind of like, you know, piques your interest with how aggressive they are in their drills. Um, and then, of course, you have that offensive lineman that is anchored by the tackles, Taylor Decker, Penny Sewell, um, and Senator Frank Ragnow. And it really doesn't matter. Detroit was without their two starting guards against the Bills. Um, backups came in. They did an okay job. It certainly wasn't why Detroit lost. So you're looking at, yeah, a very explosive offense. But the thing that sticks out to me is they are very well aware that they can do a lot better, which is kind of scary to think about. Danny Rogers with us, Detroit Lions reporter. And let's flip it to defense now. And we, we all see the rankings, 32nd in a lot of the categories. So give us some bright spots of this Lions defense. What are some things they do better than the rankings might say? It's still a little mind-boggling to look at those rankings, especially in the month of November, and see that this Detroit Lions defense is towards the bottom in the league because the reason why they were winning these games, um, these really close ones against Chicago, Green Bay, is because of the defense and the critical game-winning stops they were making. So it's a little hard to wrap my head around that. Um, it's still towards the bottom. I know they're making significant improvements on that side of the ball, um, but the bright spots, there's a ton of bright spots and they are in the form of rookies. Aiden Hutchinson was just named the NFL defensive rookie of the month. The last Detroit Lions player to do that was Indomitian Sue, I think in 2011. So it's been a minute. It's hard to come by that, um, that honor. You have Aiden Hutchinson, defensive lineman, who will go out on the edge, drop back in coverage and pick off very, very, very good quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. Um, you have safety Kirby Joseph in the secondary who has been a ball magnet. So instinctually smart in, in football. Um, he's come up with three picks. He's everywhere. Uh, Josh Pascal was a third round pick for these Detroit Lions. When he's in, um, he's showing some really good bright spots. And then, of course, last game against the Bills, you have James Houston, a sixth round pick out of Jackson State. His nickname is The Problem because he had 16 and a half sacks his senior year. He comes in and sacks Josh Allen twice off of a combined five defensive snaps. 
those are the bright spots. It's the rookies, even Ali McNeil, who anchors the defensive line there. He's in his second year, so he's so young too. He had 10 pressures against Daniel Jones and the Giants. So those are the bright spots, the rookies. The foundation of Detroit defense has been laid. It's built. Um, so now it's, can they knock down this next barrier of, okay, we took an L. Can we bounce back and make some some more critical game-winning stops? But bright days are coming for these, this Detroit Lions defense, I promise. You're a tried and true Michigander. I mean, you, you went to school at the university. You're, you're from there. You work in Detroit now. So it sounds like Aiden Hutchinson's everything he's cracked up to be and was uh, promoted to be and maybe even more so far. So, all right, he's doing all these good things. What's the next step for, for Hutchinson and his development, if there is one? Yeah, and I, I talked to him in the locker room this past week, and I, I said to him, like, I know you do not want to talk about yourself, but you have this NFL Defensive Rookie of the Month award here. And granted, when you're a second overall pick, you kind of expect things like that, but they're still extremely hard to come by. But I'm, I asked him, what's what reassurance do you have in just the growth and improvement you're making throughout the season to, you know, come by an award like that? And he'll tell you straight, he really likes the improvement and the growth that he's making. Um, And he won't sugarcoat it. He knows he's improving. Um, It was a slower start. He had a few sacks against Washington there in week two. And then his performance kind of tapered a little bit. And then it was an uptick um, after those picks against Green Bay. So I think what you, you can see from him and what more they can need out of him is just for him to show that versatility of picking off quarterbacks and also being able to rush quarterbacks which is still insane to think about just where they have them. They can play them on the edge. They can play them within the defensive line. I think if he can show more consistent versatility, that's what his next step is in growing and improving. Uh, as long as he doesn't, you know, taper off again and, and plateau, I think he can be everything they wanted him to be. It's It's been funny. Obviously you guys had the number one pick took Trayvon Walker and the media has obviously asked the coaching staff, you know, kind of just their final takeaway from, okay, drafting Hutch over Trayvon Walker. And every single one of them kind of let out a little giggle at the end. They're like, yeah, we think we got, we think we, we like our guy. We, we like Hutch um, just a little bit. And they would laugh, they would laugh at that um, and giggle. So um, I know they really love what Hutch has been able to do for him. And I think he's, his stat lines are for me exceeding expectations. Daniel, there's been a lot of change, obviously, um, both organizations, really the last uh, you know, 10 years or so. A lot of struggles, a lot of change, coaching changes. And again, in Detroit the last couple of years, maybe it's settled in a little bit now. The quarterback's there after the big trade and everything. And as you mentioned, all the, the rookies on defense that are uh, have a promising future. So what is the, what's the end game? Like, when will the Lions arrive? Is there a a season, a date of, you know, something that you expect this team to be in the postseason. If you ask any player on this team and, and Jared Goff said this either this week or last week, he said Detroit has arrived offensive lineman, offensive tackle, Taylor Decker, um, this past post game against the bill said we, they are not the same old lions and he used an expletive in that. I can't say it, but, these players know that they're not the same old Lions team. And to me, the fact that they believe that and they know that, and we can go in. Um, I mean, I go in every Sunday. I'm like, yeah, I think we have a really good shot of beating the Bills, who are Super Bowl contenders. And they almost did that. Um, missed a field goal, which I'm, I'm sure they would love to get back on that. And the secondary broke down at the most untimely part of the game there. 
but but these guys know that every single time they go into a Sunday that they can win a game and they can compete. It's just, can you put that W on the scoreboard when teams are above average, better than you are? Um, they've done it against teams that they're average against here so far. Um, so that's, that's a big step. They weren't winning those games last year that they should have. Beat Green Bay, which was not really supposed to happen. Arizona last year, which was not really supposed to happen. So now they're winning games you're supposed to. To me, I think they've arrived. I, I really do. I know I'm only saying that four and seven. I'm from Michigan. You said that. So our expectations low. To me, they're not. Because that's just not the vibe that I get from this coaching staff and these players um, is that they have low expectations and low standards. They don't. Coach Campbell does not have low standards. Um, he was on that. He won't. He, he really doesn't even claim when he was on that 0-16 Lions team because he was injured. He's like, well, I really didn't experience that. So he, he doesn't claim that. His standards are not low. He doesn't really know what it feels like. So the standards are there. I think the Detroit Lions have arrived. I mean, if they're able to crack into the playoffs, um, granted, this staff and this team won't really talk about that right now. They're, they're all focused on Jacksonville. Um, but I think even if you're a game out of playoffs this year, like, okay, they're here. They've arrived. Um, they have something to build on. So I just I don't think the Lions are very very far outside media, outside fan bases. They'll be like, oh, it's just the same old Lions. I think if you're here in the building, you know that's not true, and they're a lot closer than they might appear.